by yourself. 94.3 WRHD HD1, Farmville, Greenville. The exclusive home for Pirate Athletics. 94.3 The Game. It's 5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and it's time to get pumped up with the (laughs) P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Uh, we uh, have a little bit of a developing story as we uh, begin. Everyone, a little breaking news for you. Well, sports bettors, get your wagers ready. North Carolina moved a big step closer to legalizing online sports gambling on professional college horse racing and other sports and permitting in-person sports betting at certain venues across the state. Uh, the state Senate passed uh, House Bill 347-3811 on its second reading. The Senate must vote again on the measure tomorrow, a formality that uh, is uh, unlikely to lead it to any changed votes. It's rare that a bill that drew this kind of support uh, would uh, have opposition uh, and uh, and see this uh, see that many people defect from voting for it. Uh, the legislation will then have to go to the House after it's voted on tomorrow. Lawmakers must agree to the Senate's many changes, and then it'll be uh, signed by uh, the Gub Roy Cooper. Uh, who has indicated that uh, he will sign it? I love sports. He does, and uh, we will have legalized sports gambling in North Carolina. The bill's effective date is January eighth, so that would be in time for the Super Bowl. But uh, the bill does state that quote sports wagering shall not be authorized in the state until a date identified by the Lottery Commission, which shall occur as soon as. Practicable, pract, practicable, huh. and uh, may be no later than 12 months after the date the act becomes law. So it could go into next June of 24. The Lottery Commission can award up to 12 licenses for operators to take online sports bets for any adult located in North Carolina. Bets are typically made through apps or uh, apps on phones or other electronic devices. Eight facilities across the state could operate a sports book under the bill. That would be the PNC Arena in Raleigh, Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary. That would be a reason to go watch soccer, right? Oh, I have a drop for that. I have a good drop for that. Well, we'll find it another time. Uh, Bank of America Stadium, the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, Charlotte Motor Speedway, North Wilkesboro Speedway. How about that? Sedgefield Country Club and Quail Hollow Country Club. Each venue would be allowed to partner with one mobile operator, which could uh, leave at least five, uh, four licenses for operators without in-state partners. Uh, that could mean possibly physical sports books. Um, maybe, you know, a, a box store kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, we had uh, one of the... Members of uh, the North Carolina legislature, Senator Jim Perry, on with us on the morning show this morning, and uh, he said he will not, uh, he will rather entertain any idea that could bring jobs to the east. I, I've kind of long stated, and there's, and it's this. Look, this is not turnkey or 
wouldn't happen overnight. But I, I think that failed Randy Parton theater project, they need to go in there and turn that into a, a sports book casino of some kind, or at least a sports book. Uh, uh, that could be really, really, and and I think eventually you may see casinos in in other areas other than Indian reservations. You know, they had that casino in Danville that just opened. What was it last week? And the majority of license plates in the parking lot were from North Carolina, according to all kinds of reports and anecdotal uh, tales. Um. Operators will be charged 18% tax on gross gaming revenue, and it does not allow those companies to deduct the cost of promotions or credits often used to get customers to sign up. Projections indicate North Carolina could receive $100 million in tax revenue by the 27-28 fiscal year. Uh, So the uh, rub is the Senate has passed the sports wagering bill. It'll be uh, passed on a second vote tomorrow, which is a procedure in the state. And uh, the House must agree to the changes. So there you go. Might see uh, something in the Greensboro Coliseum. I don't know. We will see. But that is some of the breaking news that is uh, happening today. It's a uh, Mully Tuesday. It just works out that he's in here. Our friend, our pal, Mike Mullis, is uh, in the hizzle again today. We're going to talk baseball at all levels with him because there's a lot of baseball going on right now this week. Mully, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm great. Doing well. So it's actually it's a, a Mully Tuesday on a Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? It, it just is. feels like Tuesday. It is. It's a. It's kind of a I've weird. Been doing it's that kind all week. Weird, it's kind of a weird week. I've been doing that all week. Boy, the week is getting away from us. Mully and I will be uh, together again, not just in this venue, but uh, at the beautiful. Is it the Ting? The Ting, Ting. Stadium the in Holly Ting. Springs. Yes. Not the to Ting. be confused with the powdered orange drink Tang. It Correct. Is the Ting. Tang was the one that they gave the astronauts, oh, right? Yeah, Gatorade, yeah. Gatorade is out of Gainesville, Florida. Right. right, you got it. You remember old school Gatorade and the taste of it, Molly, before they started making it a sweet drink to sell in stores? Do you remember I, that I, old school Gatorade? I do, and so my, my sons, uh, they, are, uh, they are consumers of Gatorade at a very high level, and they sure. still are, are completely vexed by the fact that it was in glass bottles. And I, I and I, and it had, I, I it understand. Had a, and it had a powdery taste to it. Back yeah, and day, you definitely had to shake them up. Then I mean, it was a it was a must do. Yeah. But yeah, now it's just a refreshment drink that's sold in convenience stores. All of the yeah, other sugary yeah, that's drinks. That's right. That's yeah. right. It is. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, there's a report, and I want to make sure I cite it, although I cannot find it right now. But uh, there was a report. Well, let me let me do this. Uh, Couple things to announce uh, today. We're going to have coverage of J.H. Rose on the uh, on uh, the radio one zero three seven. Going to get a chance to broadcast the Rose game for the NFHS network. That's where we're going with the Ting thing. Molly and I will be at the gorgeous Ting Stadium in uh, scenic Holly Springs, America, on uh, Friday and Saturday calling games for NFHS Network. And uh, the people that do it are very, very kind. You see on the screen, if you're with us on the video, the rundown uh, for what will be happening with Rose and West Henderson. Uh, We'll have game one for you Friday night at 8 o'clock with uh, our coverage at that time. Uh, And then game two on uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. And then the if game, 
I think uh, it says 8 o'clock, but they could play it at 5. I think it just depends kind of what happens with the other series. They're actually running the 3A and the 4A uh, from uh, historic, and that's putting it rather kindly, historic uh, Burlington Athletic Stadium in uh, Burlington. But uh, Molly and I are going to be on a different beat. We thought we'd get the Rampage. Uh, more on that series coming up in just a bit. Uh, Molly wanted to get your reaction to this. It was reported by uh, <clears throat> uh, Ashley Cash, who uh, works for a uh, site, College Baseball Central. Um, and uh, she is uh, a writer for them and covers the AAC for them. Uh, she has a connection to East Carolina. Uh, but she put in the um, out in the, uh, the uh, Twitter sphere today that Merritt Beaker, Pirate Reliever, has uh, entered his name officially into the transfer portal. So I don't know if this will be a trend, but uh, it probably won't be anything. I'm sure there'll be some people going into the portal because that's just the nature of the beast right now, is it not? Yeah, yeah, and I don't obviously don't think that one's a surprise. We did see Beaker early in the season, and, uh, you know, had some signs. He'll be a good pitcher for somebody. I'm, you know, left-handed pitcher. I'm sure somebody will pick him up. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, th- that, this is the ebbs and flows of college athletics as we know it. And I'm sure there's going to be, uh, no different than what we've seen, uh, with football and basketball. There's going to be additions and subtractions and, uh, probably some new names to learn, uh, you know, going into next year. But, you know, and, and I'm sure the staff over there wishes, you know, all these guys the best in, in their endeavors. And, and, you know, it's kind of a no, no hard feeling. Just didn't work out here. Hopefully it works out for you somewhere. And so the best of, uh, best of luck to, to Beaker. All right. Well, again, uh, that's just the nature of the beast. You're going to see that, I think. Uh, and, uh, that, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's just kind of where we are in college athletics right now. The other thing I think you're going, uh, to see is more names enter the portal at Wichita State. Two dozen plus in the portal after they fired uh, Lauren Hibbs yesterday. I mean, that's essentially what they did. And uh, Hibbs, uh, who was the conference coach of the year, who had come in and helped uh, the program more than stay afloat, actually had made them relevant this year. Uh, they were third in the American as the interim coach, and he was the, ma- the coach of the year in the uh, American. Well, Wichita State decided – they're not going to bring him back, even though he said in a statement today he was perfectly all in and willing to come back and wanting to come back. And as a result, uh, they've had several players enter the transfer portal. And look, I mean, Wichita State had a couple thumpers, but they also had some pretty decent pitching, at least against the Pirates in that series, Molly. So, uh, and you're starting to see kids after the firing of Lovejoy down at UCF. Of course, they're going to the Big 12, but you're starting to see those uh Players start to peel off of that roster, and some decent players go into the portal there to see what may come about. Yeah, you know, you had uh, what the pitcher of the year and the player of the year, coach of the year, all at which Todd, the, the big first baseman's gone in. I, at last count, I, I saw something just before we on. I think it was like I went on. I think it was like twenty two or twenty three kids have uh, yeah. have hit the portal. So, you know, I'm sure there's some programs right now that are trying to figure out. Okay. You know, we've already committed to a recruiting class. We may, may, maybe left some room specifically for uh, portal acquisitions, but it'll be 
um, be very interested to see where they land. You know, I, I, you, you think about the programs like Campbell and, and uh, Coastal Carolina, both of which have been very aggressive in the portal. Uh, you know, I'm sure that those guys are, are, you know, kind of, you know, foaming at the mouth, if you will, to, to make a run at some of these guys because they're proven entities. That first base, a good player. I think he had 15 or 16 home runs. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the, 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 I mean, the, the, again, a number of kids that you could bring in. Uh, from that program that could help you fairly immediately. And I, I think that's kind of regardless of where you're at. All right, we're going to get a break. Uh, Mike Mullis on a uh, Mully Tuesday on a Wednesday as he is uh, in talking uh, ball. We're going to get into Mully's breakdown of the uh, Charlottesville Regional and uh, some other thoughts on the field of 64. We're going to get his preview of the Rose Series. It's it's almost like Mully was calling the game. That's how good his preparation for the Rose <laughs> preview on this show is going to be uh, coming up. And uh, uh, we've got some information in our pirate report, uh, which we're going to bring you in our next segment, uh, which will include uh, some TV destinations and kickoff times for pirate football. All of that when we get back on the Patrick Johnson Show. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, let's start with uh, Coach Godwin here. A couple comments from him before the team uh, departed today for Charlottesville. And he says uh, the Pirates are ready to go and compete. Yeah, you know, you've been in college baseball long enough uh, that you have a lot of friends, you know, I Really, you know, personally, didn't want to go to UVA or Clemson because of my ties to Clemson with Eric and Nick, and then UVA because Max are my mentors. We've done this before, you know, several times. That seems like the committee likes for us to get paired up, but you know, at the end of the day, we got to go out there and compete, and that's what we look forward to doing. All right, uh, Cookie, was that cut two or is that cut one? That was number two. Okay. All right. Uh, Coach Godwin says the team will uh, not do well. We've already uh, we've already pay, well, and that's not. Uh, yeah, the, this is from the other day. Coach said the team was not going to do uh, any baseball related stuff until today. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, today and tomorrow we're not doing any baseball stuff. We're lifting weights. We're getting treatments. We're getting our bodies ready. We'll practice here Wednesday morning, and then we'll get on the bus and, and go to Charlottesville, and then have our hour and fifteen minute practice, which the NCAA allows. Uh, you know, on that Thursday, so we'll do that, and then we'll get ready to play. And it doesn't matter who you play, according to Coach G. Everybody in the regionals are good. Uh, well, uh, I don't know much about Oklahoma. Um, I know their coach, uh, Skip, does a really good job. Uh, they were obviously in the national championship game last year. Um, but and this is no disrespect to them, but it doesn't matter. This time of the year, everybody's good. I told our players before they came over here, uh, your job, the media, is to talk about which regional's the toughest and which one's the easiest. And, um, look, man, it's the top 64 teams in the country, so you got to go out and play good baseball. All right, you heard him, Molly. That's our job to talk about uh, which teams are the uh, toughest, which regionals the toughest, which ones the pathway. Are you ready to do that here in a minute? Because I've got to get into some uh, football times before we do that. So, are you ready for for that in a moment, buddy? I'm I'm fired up now that you're a member of the media, an esteemed member of the media, I might add. Right. Yeah. Uh, a major member of the media. Well, That's, you've always been a member of the media, but I mean, now you're like really in the media. There you you're, go. You're really, you're really, you're one of those in the media. Um, 
We were talking yesterday about uh, Peacock, and it's a good thing I never canceled my subscription after watching Clark's movie uh, Halloween Kills because uh, if I want to watch the ECU Michigan game for whatever uh, reason, I can't uh, be in uh, Ann Arbor or this or that or whatever reason, I could watch it on Peacock because that's going to be the exclusive home of the Pirates and Wolverines on September 1st, uh, a noon kickoff on Peacock. You have Peacock, Molly, or, or no? I uh, Yeah, I went the Peacock route uh, for uh, Dan Patrick some time back, so I, I'm ah. still, yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, I wonder, I, I'm just, and I'm sure we don't have an answer right off, maybe it's something the Google box can tell us, but I wonder what Peacock paid for the rights to that football game. Uh, they would have paid the Big Ten. Hey, uh, since we've got a hundred people uh, on on staff, why don't we? Uh, can somebody Google that the the media rights for um, I guess the Big Ten from Peacock? It would be under the NBC deal. So I guess NBC's uh, media rights deal with uh, yeah, that's the Big Ten. That's the NBC arm, uh, a la ESPN right. Plus. Right. For so if ESPN. Dom or Cookie or somebody could uh, look that up, yeah, that'd be Cookie's great. Cookie's on it so right now. Can, uh, Great. All right, then we got App State on the 16th in Boone, where tickets were going for a hundred bucks starting. Uh, Three thirty. That has been designated as an E plus game, and then uh, Gardner Webb on the 23rd, a 6 p.m. game, will be an E plus uh, game. Uh, we see here, of course, the SMU game will be on ESPN October 12th. It's one of those Tuesday games. And uh, the Navy game on the 18th of November has been designated as an ESPN Network uh, destination. No time or uh, no time or uh, destination for television with Marshall as of yet. It remains TBA. Uh, the Big Ten is... completed a seven-year media rights agreement with uh, the Big Three, Fox, CBS, NBC, and the total was seven billion dollars. Yeah. Woo. Pretty good so there payday. you go. Yeah. Over how many years, Cookie? Seven years. Seven years? Yeah. I, I, so that's I, a billion dollars a year? Okay. Yeah, and depending on where, where they go with their expansion, that, that's 80 to $100 million right. a, a, a team. Per school. Yeah, a, right. per school per year. Pretty good tech. Pretty good tech. So, uh, Cookie, with more on this coming up in the update in just a bit. Right now, let's uh, break down the uh, regional uh, from Charlottesville, Patrick Johnson show here today. Mike Mullis is with us. Molly, uh, so it's going to be ECU and uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's got some arms. Oklahoma's a really fast and aggressive base running team. So uh, how do you see the matchup on Saturday night? Uh, I, I, Friday night? You know what? I, I have gone back and watched them play uh, a couple times on the uh, kind of the on-demand uh, ESPN Plus and um, – not on Peacock. No, not on Peacock. They, uh, I tell you what, they, they, uh, you, you kind of nailed it. Super aggressive on the pass, going to run the bases hard. They've got fairly good team speed, top to bottom. Pitching is not overly dominant from a strikeout kind of standpoint, but, um, throw a lot of strikes, kind of nibble a bite around the zone and kind of, kind of pitching staff that almost makes you get yourself out. I think the the thing that stands out to me most with them offensively, uh, coupled with that speed, is uh, you just don't see them hit many balls in the air. 
Uh, there's, you know, a lot of line drives, a lot of hard ground balls. Of course, one of the games I watched him play was in the uh, Big 12 tournament, which was at the, at a pro park, all turf. So the ball's just scooting through the infield or, you know, into the outfield. But, uh, I mean, I, I think it's, it's a real simple recipe. It's, it's, they're going to try to, uh, make the Pirates beat themselves. And, and I think it's a lot like what we saw more so with last year's Pirate team. Uh, where, you know, there were times where you might see three bunts in a row. I remember that a, a time or two or, uh, you know, really kind of putting pressure on the defense. So if you can have kind of a fast break type offense in baseball, that's exactly what I would expect to see, you know, out of Oklahoma, which is kind of ironic. I think that also mirrors a lot of what UVA is going to do, you know, leading the country in home runs, leading the country in batting average. Uh, leading the country, I saw a really convoluted stat, and I, I love looking at the depth of these stats, but UVA leads the country in hits per balls put in play. It's kind of an interesting stat, but um, but Whoa. I think I, I think you're going to see deep bo- dive. Yeah, yeah, super deep dive. So I think both of those uh, both of those offenses will be will be very similar uh, with UVA having a little more dominant arms, and and I know we were talking specifically about Oklahoma, but. You know, be remiss not to mention a 38 win team, uh, 38 win team in West Point, uh, that's going to be very, very game. Uh, kind of looking back through their schedule, they like a lot of programs, even like East Carolina have had a little bit of a roller coaster season. Um, so, but, I, but, but quality numbers and, and against, you know, fairly quality opponents. Uh, we have, uh, Mike Mullis with us, uh, here. Um, Pirates, have some familiarity with UVA, but first things first, you got to be uh, able to beat, uh, you know, Oklahoma and take care of business there, uh, which which is doable. And look, I hear what you're saying on Army. I mean, that, that there's nothing you're going to be able to uh, present the Army that they're not going. They're just going to keep coming no matter what. That's the that's the DNA of the uh, military academies. I mean, that's you and I were talking earlier today, and you said. That is the true student athlete. You want student athletes That's in it. the classic sense: Army, Air Force, Navy. I mean, the uh, Citadel, VMI. Those are those are. That's the true sense there of uh, of the uh, amateur student athlete and uh, and and you no know, NIL and that sort of thing. Yeah, the the, the um, sense of obligation there goes way past, like, like you just said, the, the NIL. I mean, they they that's not even a the NIL there is a, is an unbelievable education and opportunity to serve your country as an officer. And I mean that that's where the the the, the, the you know the, the NIL type thought process is, and special special students uh, at all those service academies. Um, wanted to so. <clears throat> Give me your idea. Handicap the Pirates' chances to get out of this thing. What do you think? You know what? I like everybody. And again, I I, I don't mean to just jump on the kind of the same cliche talk that that Cliff gave a little bit ago. But it's all these things hold true because they are so true. All these teams are quality. Uh, anybody can get out of this regional. I, and I know we as a fan base start looking ahead to what about the next regional and you know what if Duke comes out of there and we could come out. All those things will shake shake themselves you know themselves out. I, I think it's going to come down to. Um, the, the small, the, the details. And, and, and what I mean by that is not having, uh, taking pitches off, not having, um, you know, balls scoot through our legs, uh, with the, you know, two strike count, uh, you know, behind the plate, not having, um, the kind of in-betweeners fall that we've seen, you know, a time or two out in the outfield. So that, that you cannot give, uh, especially Oklahoma and Virginia, you cannot give them extra outs. I mean, it's just real simple. They, you know, and, and 
uh, Oklahoma showed in the couple games I watched. If if you if you even give them an inkling that there's an opportunity to pick up an extra base, they're they're going to take that opportunity. They stole 104 bags this year. So, you know, wow. any team that steals triple digit in Division One baseball and in a conference like the Big 12, and I think the Big 12 is one of those conferences that gets greatly overshadowed because of, you know, what happens in the SEC and ACC, especially right. this year. But when you, you know, you go through the names that are in that conference and they landed five teams, you know, in, in the postseason. And, and I mean, it, it is a, it is, it is a major understatement to call that a quality conference. It's a very, very good conference. It's going to produce lots of pro guys at a very high level and, and has historically. So, uh, you know, you still up a hundred plus bases in that league and look, they, they only hit 44 home runs. So, I mean, it's real clear where the balance is with, 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 you know, with the Sooner Club. And look, if you see a Big 12 team in Omaha in a couple of weeks, don't be shocked. Correct. 100%. Yeah. They'll, they'll, like you say, the SEC and the ACC this year have garnered a lot of the headlines. Uh, Mike Mullis with us here, Patrick Johnson Show. A couple other quick uh, things I wanted to uh, get your, your take on before we uh, preview the Rose Series. Uh, and uh, Wake Forest, they'll play uh, Mason, George Mason, who the Pirates played earlier this year in Winston-Salem. Uh, Wake Forest should have no problem getting out of that regional, should they? I, I can't imagine that they will. Um, I, I mean, they are the perfect combination of uh, – you know, they can really pitch it and, and they can hit it at a high level. So, I mean, if when you have those two things, not to mention they play defense, all those, they, they're probably as well rounded as any team in the field. Yeah. Uh, future American member, the Conference USA champ Charlotte plays uh, Tennessee in the Clemson regional. And, uh, you know, don't look past the Niners, but hey, it, it kind of seems like Tennessee might be the, the kind of interesting two seed pick there uh over the tigers in some people's minds yeah we 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 we, you know we're so quick to forget uh, the tennessee program that was out there last year and this this obviously they've changed had some guys change and and their uh their manager their their head coach vitello was kind of quieted early in the year with some of his antics and some of the team's antics but nonetheless he uh they're 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 very good they're they're very good on the mound not quite as deep as we've seen them in the past and absolutely explosive offensively so i that that to me, uh, with with Clemson, kind of got a, a a little bit of a, a a rough draw there for the standpoint of odd. That's probably uh, in a lot of people's mind, mine included. That's you know Tennessee's the best two out there. Vance Honeycutt has been ruled out of the uh, NCAA regionals, uh, and uh, UNC will uh, be playing Iowa in Terre Haute, Indiana. Now look, they got some other guys that could bop in that lineup, but Honeycutt losing him, I mean, that's a huge blow. Yeah, that's a kid. It's going to be a big leaguer for a long time. He's going to play. You know, he's got a lot of baseball ahead of him to play, and and I think that's probably part of the pressure that uh, that the coaching staff there feels is is obviously they they want a chance to go to Omaha, they want a chance to win in Omaha, but they have to protect this young man's future. And um, so, I mean, they've they've got to be careful with him, and um, they've they've made that choice. They've won ball games without him, but it's obviously that's a bat that's nearly irreplaceable in your lineup. That uh, and and not to mention he is an, an incredible defender. So. Uh, you know, I, I think it, for for the Tar Heels, it all comes down to what their, what their pin does. They've had pretty consistent starts out of their top two arms. Uh, their their third guy's been a little hit and miss lately, and then it's gonna have you know gonna be what what the bullpen can figure out. But um, but you know, like like you said, that you know it's to to lose Honeycutt, and, and and I mean life goes on. You, you have to go out there and roll nine out right. and do the best you can. I'm not uh, no tears being shed here. Sure, for the Tar Heels. Sure, but. 
you know, I mean, he's a fabulous player, and uh, it, it's going to impact their lineup greatly. A um, couple uh, other matchups involving teams from North Carolina, right? Uh, let's start with uh, one that I don't think you can understate, but it's not maybe garnering the headlines as the other one, and I'm talking Duke and UNCW. They're in the coastal Carolina regional down in Conway. That is very interesting to me. That whole regional is very interesting, and obviously yeah. we, we, we're watching it on several different levels. But, uh, you know, Duke is a team that's kind of scuffled their way in, and, and I don't know if you saw how UNCW they advanced. They were as hot as anybody in the country well, uh, and a so couple weeks ago. UNCW advances to the championship of their conference tournament due to a dropped pop-up on the infield. Uh, the third baseman misplays and then collides. Storm. Yeah, then collides with the fir- with the first baseman, which allowed two or three runs to score, which sent them to the championship. So you start looking at, at things like that, and maybe there's a little karma there. And Randy Hood's uh, one of the great guys in the game, and wish nothing but the best for uh, for him, the Seahawks. And quite frankly, the whole regional field is so good for the state of North Carolina. It just shows what a uh, you know, a hotbed of baseball it is. And, uh, and again, to bring it even more home back, you know, kind of down east and old CAA foes, uh, you know, nothing but the best for them. But that's going to be an inter- interesting one. Duke kind of limping in. UNCW has maybe got a little mojo going. And, and again, going to the host there, you know, Coastal Carolina is a little bit fragile in the bullpen. They've got a great closer, but getting to their bullpen, a little bit fragile. They do have some guys that can swing the bat. Again, not the team that we saw here last year. Uh, their number one guy that gave us such a fit last year is actually on the pitching staff at UVA. So we may get another uh, another look at him yeah. this year. So a lot of interesting moving parts coming out of that regional. And uh, the other uh, thing to keep an eye on in that coastal uh, Conway regional is uh, they are opposite of the uh, Charlottesville regional where ECU is playing. All right, uh, Campbell and NC State in Columbia, South Carolina. Interesting that the Gamecocks, well, I should say interesting they wound up hosting, but, I mean, they are hosting. Yeah. Um, I, and uh, and they were not playing great near the end of the year. No, that that was exactly what I was going to say, PJ. They, again, it's kind of ironic. You're similarly fragile as is Coastal as, uh, as as is South Carolina. That's that's not a that's not a uh, a layup by any stretch of the imagination for the Gamecocks. Uh, they have shown the ability to be absolutely explosive offensively. That's kind of left them, and they literally limped into that spot. So uh, Campbell, I mean, I just I, I don't dislike Campbell coming out of that with the combination of pitching and offense they've got. I mean, they, they're going to make that thing interesting for sure. Uh, you think that uh, you, you think that the camels can hammer their way out of that one and uh, and and be the uh, the representative out of that region? I mean, a lot of people felt like they should have been a host seed based on where their RPI was. Yeah, and well, and if you think back, Campbell went to that powder keg of a team in Tennessee last year and took them to the wire in the regionals. So this is a battle tested club that uh, plays with some swagger. They 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 are. Uh, you know the the you saw the player hold up the the sign at the regional deal nobodies and I think they buy into that and it's the old uh, it's the chip on the shoulder thing they are the cornered animal I I, I and I do think uh, they were a a deserving host site quite frankly but uh, you know they didn't get it the the committee thought otherwise and so now they go on the road and and I I can promise you they're not scared in that regional by any stretch of the imagination. No, the way they can hit too. I mean, it's just it really is 
is unbelievable. I mean, I, I still think Campbell's a team that uh, don't be shocked if you see them in Omaha. Yeah, I would Just agree. Based on, look, and based on their hitting alone, they probably should should get through to the Super. I mean, really, just based on the way they, they hit the ball. Yeah, the problem is they're in a regional with other teams that, again, can explode for a bunch of runs. So, it's, sure. you know, it's one of those things that you, you get a pitcher hot at this time of the year, a dude just finds it. Um, that's going to stymie those big bats. I like the teams that have the ability to produce runs at this point. You know, the guys that can get a guy on, get him over, you know, not, aren't afraid to lay one down, uh, not afraid to hit and run and, and maybe even in, not in the best of counts. Uh, so I mean, I, 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 I like the teams that, that, like I said, can kind of string it along, uh, a little bit better than I like the teams that kind of sit back and wait on the three run jack. So, um, we probably need to get a break in. Um, I tell you what, uh, curveball for the crew. Molly, can you hang through uh, the break? Sure. We'll come back and preview Rose. So I tell you what, we'll grab a break, come back. Uh, we'll uh, preview Rose and that series coming up, and then we'll do a 94-3 The Game Sports Update Pirate Report uh, out of that segment. So uh, when we come back after this timeout, uh, we'll uh, lay out uh, that for you, and then we'll do a uh, – an update, and then uh, wrap the show up uh, following that. So uh, stay with us through this commercial message here on the PJ Show. The number one drive time sports show. Have you noticed he's in his own little happy hour? We're back to the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the happy hour program. Here's the P-Man. Oh, I should have uh, pulled this up during the break. Uh, Bobby, we have uh, Rose Baseball for you. State championships uh, will be uh, coming up on uh, this weekend in North Carolina for softball, uh, girls soccer, and baseball as well, as you can see uh, with us on the video platform. A very slow-running baseball guy. Looked like he was very upset that he flew out. Uh, So we've got our uh, sponsors. Uh, for uh, Rose in the uh, postseason and in the championship. Uh, Rose versus Wes Henderson on 94-3. The game starts uh, with game one on Friday night at 8 o'clock on uh, 103.7 WTIB. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Croft Massey and Jackson uh, uh, Searles will be uh, the uh, duo calling that one for you on the radio side. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center bring you our coverage along with Meridian Park Apartments, the Gavin Agency, the J.H. Rose Athletic Foundation, Wells Fargo Advisors in Greenville, Stadium Sports, the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blodgett, Caraway Office Solutions, and Tire Realty Group. Thanks to all of those uh, great sponsors uh, and uh I think Pitt County Schools, too, is uh, involved uh, as uh, a sponsor of uh, this as well, according to uh, some of the email traffic that I uh, received. So, Rose uh, Baseball in the state championship, the great Ronald Vincent with over 1,000 wins. He goes for an eighth state title. Uh, And uh, we got Mike Mullis here. Mully, you think they have a, a shot at getting it? Got me. There I am. Uh, yeah, no no question about it. I mean, it, look, Andrew Wallen, Hathaway, Hugh Collins, three big donkeys are rolling out on the mound. And, and, and look, I know that I'm going to miss some folks, but when you're breaking down stats off the Rose roster, anybody who hasn't been to a Rose game, Rose, there's, you know, they, they've got a uh, 
it's like a hockey team. They can run them over in shifts. They got a, there's a bunch of bodies in there. So, uh, but those three guys stand out. They look, they, they, uh, I, top to bottom. I mean, Andrew Wallen's got 42 hits on the year. Perry Elvis got 34 hits on the year. So, I mean, we're talking a very well balanced team home runs. I mean, the, the, uh, the young Aldridge kid, he, he's played what 10 or 11 games this year. He's already got three home runs. Uh, they, they're good. They're really good. And they're, you know, again, this is not a situation where, um, I think when you wear the Rose jersey, the Rose uniform, this is an expectation, right? I think anything less right. than winning a state title is, um, is, is, is a, not a failure, but is not what you set out to do. Now, in facing Wes Henderson, again, now a lot of the information I was able to glean was either discussions with the coaching staffs or, or stuff we could find, uh, online. Wes Henderson does not have a ton out there. I don't know if that's by design, but to find their stats, but, uh, they have a young kid, Truett Manuel, and I, he is a, a 2024 grad committed to NC State, uh, two, three sport guy, big time wide receiver in football, uh, really good baseball player just based off of what I could see video wise and, and his numbers. But I mean, his last outing, yeah, he went out as a pitcher, seven innings pitched, three hits, one run, struck out 10 and walked four. So I, I mean, again, not knowing a whole lot about their team, uh, I feel like that's probably who the Rampants will see out of the gate. And uh, I mean, it it it, it should be a battle, uh, but I but I do feel like the, the Rose has everything they need, other than going out and playing the game and not letting the moment you know be too big for them. Right. Um, and then if you're uh, going to Burlington. To watch the Rampits, you can watch the 4A series. The 3A and the 4A are going to be played in Burlington. Uh, crazy stuff. But uh, Wake Forest is in that. And who who's the other one? Wake, uh, Wake Forest there? and T.C. Roberson. And, uh, Roberson, yeah. Yeah, Wake Forest. Great athletic tradition. Uh, unbelievable, Roberson, unbelievable tradition there out of Asheville. But they uh, that Wake Forest team has a number, has five Five kids committed to play collegiately, four of them at the Division One level, one of them at Carolina. So, again, another team. They've got a kid on their club that's got uh, 13 home runs uh, himself. So, I mean, it's uh, it should be a it should be a good time to sit in Burlington and, and watch some baseball. Um, all right. Well, this is really something, uh, Molly. Uh, we and you and I will be on NFHS Network. Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday. That's right. Uh, and uh, we'll have the 2A and the 1A uh, series for you from uh, beautiful Ting Park. And you know, Molly, I was uh, I was all juiced to, to do one of the 3A or 4A series, but uh, I, I, I will take not walking on the roof of Burlington Athletic uh, Stadium for the comfort of the press box of the Ting. Yeah, no, and it was a really cool thought that we were going to, you know, have the the rampants and 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 again obviously doing some some research on the other teams it, it, it that's going to be a good time but i think we'll have a great time uh over in holly springs and uh should be some good baseball there it's kind of interesting when i started doing some stat diving on on the teams we do have uh the two 1a teams combined have as many have three less home runs than the one kid from Wake Forest. So kind of an interesting deal, but uh, should be a lot of fun. All these young men are very excited as well as uh, their families, their communities. And, uh, you know, always a big deal when you get an opportunity to play for state championships. A lot of people 
uh, go a lifetime of playing athletics and never get a chance to leave the field. The last day is a winner most of the time. It doesn't work out that way. So should be a pretty cool deal, and uh, best of luck to the Rampits and hope they can uh, bring yet another another state championship back. And like you said, number eight for, uh, for RV. I know you've got to go, but uh, do you, can you stay for a hold my beer or you got to get out of here? For you, I'll stay. I, I may have to move to Raleigh, move in with you, but, yeah, I'll stay. I don't live in Raleigh. Quit spreading that rumor. Oh, sorry. Propaganda. I live in the sticks. Oh, the sticks. I live in the sticks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, way out in the country, please. I had to get out of that crazy city. Too much going on. It's a lot. In there. It's a lot. 2020 got me out of there. I can tell you that. I, I That was that was beyond uh, the pale. All right. Um, Cookie with a 94-3, the game uh, update. And then I have a tremendous hold my beer for you, Molly, especially now that you're staying for that. So... Let's. Uh, let, if you got to go, go. I'm not. I don't want to keep you. No, we're okay. Because I know you have. Okay, we're all right. okay. Uh, we we will uh, come back. Do hold my beer. Uh, but right now, Chris Cook with a uh, quick 94-3. The game sports update. Cookie. In some breaking news from earlier, the Senate passed House Bill 347, 38 to 11 on its second reading. The Senate must vote again on the measure Thursday, a formality that is unlikely to lead to any changed votes. It is a rare bill that drew support and opposition from both Republicans and Democrats in the legislature. The legislation will have will, will return to the House, where lawmakers must agree to the Senate's many changes and be signed by Governor Roy Cooper before becoming law. House and Senate sponsors says they have worked together on the change. Cooper has been supportive of the effort to legalize sports wagering. The kickoff times and TV designations for four of the 2023 ECU football games have been revealed, according to ESPN and other media outlets. The Pirates will kick off the season at Michigan with a 12 noon start, exclusively being streamed on Peacock. J.H. Rose Baseball's quest for an 8th state championship will get underway at 8 o'clock Friday night in the best of three Class 3A championship series from Burlington Athletic Stadium. The 26-3 and three Rampants are taking on West Henderson. Rose has reeled off a 13 straight wins. You can hear that series uh, on 103.7 WTIB this weekend. The NCAA Baseball Tournament Regional Round begins on Friday. East Carolina departs today for the Charlottesville Regional as the number two seed. Pirate head coach Cliff Gowan on the upcoming regional. Glad we're still playing. I think a lot of people take it for granted when you make it to the postseason. Uh, you know, I was thinking about Mississippi State. They won a national championship three years ago. They hadn't been in the postseason in two years. So um, what we've done here at East Carolina is awesome, and we're just glad to still be playing. Elsewhere, number one seed Wake Forest is set to open up play against George Mason and Winston-Salem. In other action, NC State will face Campbell in Columbia, South Carolina. Duke will challenge UNC Wilmington in Conway, South Carolina. North Carolina squares off against Iowa. Future AAC member Charlotte plays Tennessee in Clemson. One of the top basketball recruits in the country is deciding to head off to college one year early. Point guard Elliott Cadeau will graduate early from high school and enroll at North Carolina next week as a part of the 2023 recruiting, recruiting class. The number 10 prospect in ESPN's class of 24 rankings said that he thinks he can play in college in a couple of months and that there's no reason to stay in high school. Cadeau will enroll at UNC on June 10th and expects to play a big role for the Tar Heels next season. North Pitt Mo- North Pitt multi-sport athlete Devin Crumble celebrated his signing with NCANT Tuesday morning. Crumble will be a running back for the FCS program. However, he did play quarterback and, and running back during his time at North Pitt. 
the top player in the transfer portal is making a decision on where is, is making his decision on where he will continue his college basketball career. Caleb Love announced his commitment to Arizona on Tuesday. The former North Carolina guard had originally committed to Michigan earlier this offseason before an admissions issue led to him re-entering the portal. Love averaged 17 points, four rebounds, and nearly three assists per game with the Tar Heels last season. Arizona is coming off a season where they finished with a 28-7 record and were bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And finally, the Panthers are hitting the field for the second week of organized team activities. Carolina will resume OTA offseason workouts today that will run through Friday. The Panthers are gearing up towards their mandatory minicamp that begins on June 13th. That will do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. The Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIO initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with Mike Mullis on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 the game all things ecu at 943thegame.com thank you sir may i have another more of the p-man coming up in minutes not far from here do you have something you need to get off your chest get off your chest i am not here for rage i'm here for revenge did your favorite team blow another game they are who we thought they were and we let him off the hook. Or is there just something that's driving you crazy? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to let it all out. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. With another edition of Hold My Beer. Hold My Beer. All right, uh, Mike Bullis is here. So, Molly, this is kind of like a What Grinds My Gears segment. You know, a little fun. Sure. Nothing, nothing too serious, but just a little fun with the uh, with the fellers here. Just a couple dudes hanging out. Who's playing today? Uh, I'm on this. Molly's on this. Cookie and is Dom on this or what? Uh, I don't have a shot for myself, but uh, I can. Okay, that's fine, Dom. That's fine. We can hear your voice. There we go. Cookie, get on the mic more. By the way, the, the uh, mic is very mom? far from you. Oh, there, there's Cookie yeah, it was running actually away. Moved across the room. Yeah, really? So yeah. you didn't we're have good. A, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I've had a hard time hearing you, Cookie, during the update. Now I know why. You had no mic. You were just <laughs> standing there yelling. Okay. God, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, you didn't sound as good as you normally do, Cookie. I know, and Mike I usually sound awesome, from, don't I? Well, I like your hat, by the way, Cookie. I Thank you. I appreciate you, it. Shout out to Mayor Bear. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, of course. That you have that. Yeah. Ben right, told me uh, he was so- one of your most frequent uh, callers in back in the day, right? He, well, I think he and his son uh, would call him back in the day. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, so, Molly, this is you got to say hold my beer before. Uh, I'm going to let Cookie go first. He's a veteran of these hold my beer wars. So, Cookie, uh, you're hold my beer. Go ahead. All right, hold my beer because this one makes me really mad. Oh, we got to be quick, too. Okay, got, like, life's very unfortunate. Some of us are born short. I made it on ESPN for the selection show as a member of the media, and I am the shortest person in view in the selection <laughs> well, show, and I'm very I, upset. I feel your pain. Uh, Dom, quickly, hold my beer. Here we go. Uh, hold my beer. Uh, ECU is going to oh, sweep the regional. So, hold my soda. And hold that's my it. Soda, Dom. They're going to sweep sorry. the regional. They're going to beat Virginia Army. They're going to beat Oklahoma. It's going to be that easy for ECU. All right. Hold my beer is very simple. Al Pacino, 83, and has uh, impregnated his 29-year-old girlfriend. They're having a baby. De Niro, a father at 77. Molly, how do these guys do this? It's amazing to me. Well, we'll talk about that off the air. Oh, okay. Molly, hold my beer real quick. What you hold got? My, hold my beer to all the people that can't just enjoy the fact that East Carolina is in the postseason once again. Who cares how it shakes out? Let's have a great time and enjoy the ride.
her dad. RP will be on with us tomorrow. Thanks to the great Mike Mullis, and uh, we'll see everybody in the morning. TOT back here at 5 for the Patrick Johnson Show. All right.